How's it going, Katanning? We are back for another episode of the Katanning Podcast. Uh, very excited to have with me today State Representative Jeff Pyle with me. I'm uh, Jeff. Good to have you, sir. <laughs> Andrew, thanks for having me. I'm Thank excited. You. Thank you so much for coming. This I know is it, really it, cool. it, it took us a while getting this all set up, it did. But, but I'm glad the day came. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got uh, got you for an hour here, so I'm going to take full advantage. Please. Uh, for those of you, us, for those people that don't know who you are, can you just explain a little bit who you are, what you do, how we, how we got to this point today? Sure. My name is Jeff Pyle. I live in Ford City with my wife and two daughters. Um, I am the state representative, the legislator for the. 60th Legislative District of Pennsylvania, which is most of Armstrong County, parts of Butler, parts of Indiana. Um, the job has a lot of different descriptives to it. Uh, if, if, if I'm in an elementary school and a kid asks me, what do I do? I tell them I make laws. Yeah. You know, but a lot of the times your best work is blocking laws. And uh, there's a lot of that. This term around, I've been appointed the chairman of the Liquor Control Committee so they've got me specialized and focused on that in addition to my other duties. Okay. So you've got a bunch of different things going on. Lots know, of irons in the fire. I know you've been a very busy man lately. I try. So I appreciate you taking the time to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of probably different cities, different yeah. areas in your in your district. Yes. What do you see as um, maybe like kind of a comprehensive, your district as a whole, what are the main problems that you are, that you are facing on a daily basis? Um, the problems we face mostly come out of our townships and boroughs, and that's where government is most real. That's the ones that are most closely in touch with people that have concerns. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you, you, you mentioned we have a number of different boroughs. In Freeport, it's a new sewage plant. In Ford City, it's a new water and sewage plant, which just came online. Rayburn's water system just came online. Yep. Um, if I had to boil it all down to what's the A number one, I would say federally mandated water and sewage projects. Okay. And uh, like Rayburn, I mean, we're real happy to get their water supply finally said and done completed. East Franklin has a bunch of projects going on all over the place. And it's not like our, our boroughs and townships can blow them off. They are federally mandated. Yeah. So when they come to guys like me and Senator White, we're the ones who have to figure out a program that will work for them that'll give them a little bit of financial assistance and get the job done. Okay. So you're, you have a lot of that kind of boots on the ground trying to, you know, that's, gut yeah. those things out. Well, it's, that's the real stuff. You yeah. Know, we can argue about the theory behind, you know, fill in the blank, whatever, right. but, but at day's end when when your toilet doesn't flush <laughs> that's a serious real-time issue sure. you know and uh, if we could stay ahead of those we're, we're ahead of the game okay very cool um i have uh, i have four big issues that i've been talking about on the channel um specifically for the city of katanning sure but i'm assuming katanning's kind of a microcosm of your district the rest as of a the whole. county yeah yeah and so um we're looking at four things number one availability of jobs and filling up downtown areas sure. uh you see that everywhere i'm sure um big empty buildings in downtown spaces uh, number two, the opioid epidemic. Right. Uh, number three, the blight problem. Right. And uh, number four, uh, which you already alluded to, the effectiveness and efficiency of local government. Right. And right, uh, right. And so uh, just to kind of hit those four real quick, we don't have to go in super oh, in a okay. huge amount of detail, but 
Um, what do you look at as, as ways that we can um, draw more jobs to our area? How can we fill up these downtown communities? And I don't know, how does your job kind of relate to those things? Um, well, this, it, my official job, what I have to do is, is make people who are interested in pursuing something like that, like Catanning has done mm-hmm. over the last two, three years with the Market Street and, and Side Street project, um, Catanning is repopulating some of those those old storefronts. We're seeing a little bit of it in Ford City. Freeport mm-hmm. has it going on too, and it's slow to come. But you know what people need to realize is, from a business perspective, before somebody invests their money in a site and sells a product, it's kind of put on their shoulders to canvas the area and figure out how much interest is there for their product. Right. Um, Doug Graft and Doug and Cindy Grafton started that little spigot room in Ford City, you know, with beer he's been making in his basement for five or six years, and, and people right. really like it. Yeah. So he's entered into partnerships with Harper's Grill. Yep. You know, so now Harper's that doesn't have beer and Doug that doesn't have food, now those guys mix and match. and every, You know, you need more cooperation like that. Yeah. Um. You know, Freeport wants to repopulate their old junior high in the middle of town. They've got people interested, but there's infrastructural things that have to be delivered before they can market those properties. That's where I come in. Yeah, that's I look at the Market Street project, and I think Catanning is prime this prime the pump, yeah. so to speak, and it's ready now. Uh, but and I think people think it has to be this huge turn, this huge push. But that's two businesses downtown Ford City, Harper's and Spigot Brewing. Uh, and they've created an ecosystem out of yeah, two the, businesses. Yes, they have. It's crazy. The old farmer's building uh, was falling down, you know, decrepit apartments, all that. New guy steps in, puts some work into the building. Smart marketing. He attract, I think New York Life is down there and um, a lady that cuts hair and Doug's spigot room and mm-hmm. they get a bunch of, of micro businesses in, in their infancy that are that are starting out and growing bigger right and that's that's exactly how you want it to go yeah you, you want those guys who get their start to grow bigger okay very good how about the opioid epidemic I mean what what's happened at the state level that, that you could tell us about on on there's, how, how we can improve that situation there's a lot of emphasis on the state level to to address the supply side okay okay uh there's word now that the attorney general may be pressing suit against some of the big pharmaceutical companies that are aggressively marketing opioids for everything from hangnails to to stitches in your head right um we see every day there are doctors and pain clinics uh that have misprescribed or sold for profit or or something like that and it's not helping you know, it, it only takes you knowing one neighbor who's got a kid mixed up with that stuff that you start seeing changes in your everyday life. Yep. You know, my wife, it was a cup of coins, you know, in, in the center console. And I said, honey, you didn't lock the car up. She goes, no, when did I have to start doing that? And I said, you need to do that. Right. All the time. Um, I greatly support our local police. Their job is never ending, um, and and I find it if if I could put a opinion in here, I find it greatly disturbing when people want to go pro video or pro cam or GoPro, whatever the thing's called, the cops in this game of gotcha, yeah, 
what they need to understand is that cop is there to make sense out of a chaotic situation. They are there to stabilize things and to see that the law is adhered to. Mm -hmm. um, they're not enemies. They're not bad guys. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a, a shift of thought that has to happen. You know, in, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it was cool to be the rebel. And, you know, if you can make that work for you, good. But in the meantime, you got to understand the cops are on our side. Right. And it's not like, you know, you go to the city of Pittsburgh, and if you wanted to go meet all the cops, it would take you a oh, couple of years. yeah. If you want to go meet all the cops in Ford City, uh, you can do it in an afternoon. Or you can <laughs> and they would love to meet you, I'm sure. Go up the wheel and playground. Those guys stop and play ball with kids, you right. know? And so they just, I don't, I don't know, I think... Yeah, I agree with you. We can't... we got to quit villainizing them. Yeah. And we have to quit villainizing on both sides, I think. It's just, that's the way our media has turned into, our political our political environment <laughs> is that way. Um, yeah. It's just a very, very difficult time. Well, I mean, they asked me to go to speak to freshmen because I'm starting to be one of the old dogs out in Harrisburg. And um, the first thing I tell them is, the guy that can find the middle usually wins. Mm-hmm. And they go, what do you mean? And I said, you're going to lead in with your suggestion, what you think the bill would be. Somebody's going to counter back with something that's 180 degrees polar opposite. It's too easy to lapse into let's hurl insults and beat each other up. But you'll be a lot further ahead if you sit with the guy and say, okay, man, let's let's come to middle here. Sure. You yeah. know, that'll get it done. Yep. And that's, that's how you legislate. Okay. Learn to find the middle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I, I'm all about compromise. I just don't think nobody's willing to compromise now. It's just that I'm, I'm right and you're evil. And uh, uh, Yeah, and, and I'll give you an example. When, when Speaker Terzai called me in and, and he said, hey, we're looking at you for liquor control. Mm -hmm. You know, could you handle liquor control? And I said, Mike, you don't really honestly know anybody that can handle liquor. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good at this. But it was really cool in that my counterpart on Democrat side is a guy from Pittsburgh I've known and worked with for years, Dan Deasy. And Dan's not a bomb thrower, uh -huh. you know. And I went and talked to him before anything took off, and I said, I'm, I'm, we're going to do this fair. You know, I'm a flat field guy. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'll let your guys beat my guys up as much as you want, but as soon as it turns personal, I'm banging the hammer. This meeting's done. Right. Keep it on subject. Focus. And it's all fair game. But when you start looking at the other guy and go, oh, you're a Philadelphian and <laughs> you're dumb. No, no. That's, that's not how the job gets done. Right. Okay. Well, good, good insight there. Um, so, yeah, okay. I'm, it's interesting to hear the, uh, from the supply side they're going after the pharmaceutical yes. companies actively. Yes. That's I know, definitely I, a piece of the puzzle. And, and let me give you a really cool sidebar that nobody picks up on. A couple of years ago, we ran bills that let hospitals communicate with each other on dispensation of opioids. Mm -hmm. We had to do some wiggling to get around the federal HIPAA laws. Mm -hmm. But I'm up there not long ago with my mom, whose health isn't good, and I run into Dr. Grooms. Okay. And he was just skipping and high-fiving. He goes, you really listen, Jeff. And I said, yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, that, that opioid registry, the hospitals can call. I go, yeah, I listen to you. You know, what are you making a big deal about, man? My job is to get done what you want me to get done. Yeah. And uh, it's working. 
Yeah. You know, now the drug seeking we used to see of guys from Pittsburgh bouncing off a uh, AGH on their way out of the city, stopping in Natron at AVH, you know, hitting them up and stopping at ACMH and, and trying to hit them all up. Now the hospitals can communicate with each other and we can pick those people off. We got a drug seeker out there. He's hit three hospitals tonight. Be aware. That's awesome. That's, that's at that. Well, it's, at, it's not the solution, but it's adding to it. Absolutely. Yeah, every little bit's going to help. Well, pills are, are, you know, heroin gets all the press, which that didn't sound good, but unfortunately it's the truth. Sure. But right now the biggest growth sector is kids going into mom and dad's medicine cabinet and grabbing the pills. And um, I can't advise to anybody strongly enough that when you see those pill take back things, take advantage of them. Absolutely. Get that stuff out of there. It's temptation and a little orange bottle, and you don't want the back end of what happens to your kids yeah good stuff okay how about uh how about blight what do you um i i saw uh governor wolf and they they've rolled out a huge a huge plan um that had blight as a small piece of it that's the part they're Mm -hmm. pushing really hard um what do you see happening from a state level to help local communities with blight um do you see that as a state problem or is it something that we should be kind of working on most of the blight monies that the commonwealth deals with are handed down from the feds and as such they have to follow certain guidelines for population and whatnot like Mm -hmm. like last i looked i think the blight number to qualify that the population was around 6800 or 7000 okay all of our communities are smaller than that the biggest municipality in in the county is Kiski at 4,800, and they're not big enough. Yeah. New Can does exceed that limit. So, that, you know, that's what people around here see. How, how could New Can get money to fix blight and we couldn't? They're big enough Yeah, is, is the question. Now, on, a, on another scale of that, check out what Habitat's doing. Mm-hmm. Habitat's addressing blight one house at a time. They're making homes for people that are willing to put up their own work. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, that's that's right there. Man. I'm with you. You're willing to work. I'm with you. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, a lot of good things going on. There's a lot of ways to get rid of derelict structures. You know, contact your local firemen. Have them do a controlled burn. Did you see that the Grant Habitat just hit? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. hey. So we're talking $400,000 a year for the next five years. So Nothing wrong with that. It's going to be huge. So Well, you know excited. what? And look at what that does. Now, from what I'm familiar with with Habitat, they've been doing great work up in Wick City. Yeah. You know, they'll buy like two, three houses at a time, fix them all up, find a single young dad, single young mom, somebody that, and they do have to commit to putting in physical labor on the structure, which makes it very real. Mm -hmm. And then those people move into a house, which is probably the first one they've ever been able to call their own. Yep. And the pride, you could just see it beaming out of them. I was on the board for the last six years of Habitat. I'm on my year off, so I'm, I was I've been able to watch them turn from an organization that wasn't doing a whole lot to. No, you've gotten a lot more aggressive. They're on the front lines now, That's doing good stuff. Good stuff, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. keep it up. Cool. Well, I'm out now, so now everything's on them. Well, say hi, <laughs> say hi to Bridget for me. So, so uh, as a Republican, I'm assuming that you, from a principle standpoint, you're in favor of smaller, leaner government. Yes. 
Uh, my assumption is uh, everyone is always asking you from both parties to always fix everything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so how do you reconcile those two things? How often do you have to tell people, look, that's not the government's job? Yeah. You know, I've been accused of being too truthful. <laughs> um, and I need to shape it better. I, I've always been good with truth and really bad with couth. You know, <laughs> so... Um, no, the worst thing you can do to somebody is give them false hope. You know, and when they come to you with an idea, you got to hear it out. And um, if there is any, even the slightest potential to be able to help them out, and usually they want money, yeah, y- you do that and you steer them the the way they need to be to go to be successful. Some of them, you just got to look at them and go, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, that's those are the hard ones. Yeah. You know, but do you, I mean, I could sit there and lie to you, but I'm no good at it. Yeah. I can only imagine some of the scenarios and conversations that you uh, have the pleasure of getting into. It's, 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 it goes in a lot of different directions, Andrew. Yeah. How long have you been the rep for this? Um, It'll be 15 years in December. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's longer than I even knew about. It's been a while. Well, I was kind of on the IR for a couple of those, but. Yeah. And how's everything going that way with your health? Real good. Yeah. Real good. Yeah, my doctors are they tell me every day I'm a freak and yeah. I'm like if only my wife would say that. You know, <laughs> but uh but uh yeah, they're they're very impressed with the results. Um funny thing, I took my bandage off, but I gotta go in for treatment tomorrow and I stopped up at the hospital to get a blood draw done before I came down to see you. Yeah. And um, yesterday on the House floor, a rookie legislator from out east was offering a proclamation honoring all of our cancer center yeah. workers. And I'm like, got to say something. Yeah. So I go over and I grab Tony DeLuca, who's the state rep for Penn Hills, and he's a cancer kid like I am. And I says, Tony, did you see this? And he goes, no, man, great catch. Let's go down. So I go up to the speaker and I go, look, me and Tony want to say something. Yeah. You know, he goes, yeah, just go square it off with the guy that's offering it. And I went up and I says, hey, you cool with me and Tony standing behind you and, you know, saying way to go, ACMH Cancer Center and wherever Tony goes. He goes, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, dude, you got to get out of the way. (laughs) We're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um... I know you've you've had quite a road. It's been how many how many years have you been battling back and forth? Um, well, this most recent time I got diagnosed in October 17. Okay. And here's your PSA announcement: if you if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. Get yourself checked. Yeah. The way they found mine was I had an earache. Okay. And at the time I was 53, and I said, you know, I'm 53. I don't, I don't get earaches anymore, man. And and they stuck that thing in Dr. Dosh, stuck that thing in my ear, and he just shook his head. And I said, you can say it, Doc. And he says, you have cancer. And I said, okay, now let's go about beating it. Yeah. And that's where it's been. And they started me out on a pill called Sutant, and I did not react well to it. My weight dropped 40 pounds in a month. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, lighter than I had been since eighth grade. Oh, my. How about it? Wow. And, uh, you know, I went to the doc and said, something's wrong, and uh, we can't do this. So, and I love my cancer doctor. The guy is so cool. Yeah. He's Brazilian. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant man. 
has no concept of American humor. <laughs> so I go in there, Dr. Silva, if you're listening, I love you, man. But uh, first day I go in there, I just wanted to kind of set the tone. And I says, Doc, I want to make it clear. I'm good with whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know, radiation, chemo, surgery, whatever. We, we, we got to beat this. He goes, I don't think radiation will be necessary. And, I, and you know, trying to lighten things up, I looked at him and went, good. Because I was going to tell you, I didn't want no sissy Spider-Man dose. I wanted the full-on Incredible Hulk dose. And he's looking at me like, what planet is this guy from? And meanwhile, the pharmacist is from Freeport. He's yeah. like <laughs> laughing, falling out of his chair. And um, the drug they put me on, Optivo, has been very successful. Great. Um, when they first started measuring me right behind my chest bone was a tumor that was 20 and a half centimeters across by 10 and a half centimeters thick. And, um, Holy moly. Yeah. It was like a double quarter pounder shoved in my chest. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, last time they measured me in October, the thing was one by one and I'm going back on the 29th for hopefully what will be my last official PET scan. Wow. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got two little girls, Andrew. Yeah. And um, I owe them a dance. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to be there. You're a blessed man. I'm going to be there. Good stuff. Okay. Well, I just have a few more here. No, uh, let them rip, man. I love this. I love this kind of stuff. And you know what? It's, <laughs> it's kind of refreshing because I've been talking to commissioner candidates, and it's very it's very political and yeah. so I'm, I'm, we get to know you, you're not elect, being elected this year so, next year so we'll take this year off and you can just say whatever you want um, <laughs> unfortunately that's normally what i do yeah <laughs> yeah that that comes back to bite you frequently well i did invite in my last video i invited people to ask you questions and so i had one sure. person take me up on that he suggested that i ask you about the problem of fatherless households um issues like pornography two major issues that destabilize <coughs> families and children well um, do any of those conversations happen at the state level of government on on trying to tackle i'm looking at it as kind of like the fundamentals of, 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 the, of the problems that we see like we always kind of tackle the bad fruit but we're not trying to tackle not the going bad. after the source yeah um and, I was thinking you, about you, it from a perspective of like the bridges. Like when bridges start falling down, we went around and inspected all the bridges and said, let's make sure the fundamentals of our bridges are right. right. <laughs> now, when families are falling apart, we don't really do that. No, we don't. And it's sad that we don't. And what folks need to realize is every time I walk onto that floor, I'm outnumbered 202 to 1. Mm -hmm. I like to let them think they're outnumbered. Yeah. Okay. Philly which has, I believe, 38 representatives for just their city, you know, they're a powerful voting bloc. Mm -hmm. if, if they keep their act together, like this past week, we were running a bill that would have prevented preemptive abortion on children identified with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's, it, that's a gut check. Yeah. You know, I would gladly vote for that bill. But watching three days of just knife and throat fighting and some of the meanest things you can imagine. And, I, and at one point, I remember looking over at the guy who sits next to me from Erie, Kurt Sunning, and going, man, we used to argue about issues. And now we argue just who can blow the other guy up better. Yeah. And I said, that doesn't get anything done. Right. And uh, but but pornography. um 
It really hasn't come up. One of the things we, like I deal with most directly being the liquor control chairman is locating close to family, um, family installations. We're not, last year we, we legalized Act 39, which made microbreweries, micro distilleries, and micro wineries legal in okay. Pennsylvania. Yeah, you want to get in there and you want to make sure that microbrewery isn't too close to a church or a school or sure. a playground or, you know, protect the kids. Don't don't let them see all that silliness. Yeah. Um, we can do that kind of stuff. But what I've found is laws that reach backward, first of all, are illegal. They're ex post facto. But you, any good legislation builds into it a potential for growth. Will this thing be able to change going forward and in, into the future? And I just did one of those last year, um, the drone bill, mm -hmm. which went by very quietly. But um, And it has happened in the Commonwealth. But down in Kentucky, a, a fellow with two daughters was having a swimming pool party in his backyard. Okay, 13-year-old, 15-year-old, which ironically was the same age as my, kid, my daughters. Yeah. And this drone thing shows up. And starts buzzing over, and, and five minutes later, there's pictures of this guy's daughter splashing around in the pool out on the internet for everybody to see. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be cool with that. Yeah. At all. You know, so a guy came to me and said, we got to prevent that here. And I asked him, what's your idea? And he said, you know, we could settle this whole thing if, if we declined overflight of personal property. Mm -hmm. Which means... <clears throat> If you didn't know this, the federal government owns the air from the tips of your grass and top of your roof up. Yeah. But in preserving a right to privacy and decency on one's own property, did Pennsylvania have the right to limit drones overflying your, your, your property? I said it did. Mm -hmm. And we were successful. It took a long time. We got it done. Mm -hmm. And... You know, you never think it would happen to you. All of a sudden, I get a phone call out of Bethel Township. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jeff, thanks a lot. I saw the drone bill. And I was like, wow, I thought that was inside baseball. Nobody's really paying attention. She's like, no, there's some guy flying a drone over my house every day. And I'm like, well, don't shoot it down. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the original bill. They told me that was a little bit too far. But, yeah, I mean... You can't do that. And everything is a lot better when you respect each other. Yeah. Now, now as a drone flyer, uh, I just got a drone a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So what can I actually do? Am I able to fly? Like when I fly over the city of Catanning, if, yeah. if I'm not focused on someone's property, am I okay? Like if it's a general photo like that? You're Yeah, you're, you're right on top of it. If it's considered public venue, uh -huh. like flying down the middle of Market Street is public venue. Sure. You know, any municipally owned property like the park, the river, it, it's all publicly owned. If there is a point of public interest ongoing, mm -hmm. um, Rosebud's building catches fire, yeah. you know, knock wood, it doesn't. That's public venue and not protected by privacy laws. Um, state forests, state game lands, stadiums, anything that's got taxpayer dollar in it is pretty much considered public venue. Okay. 
Now, does that mean you're allowed to go buzz it over your neighbor's house? No. Yeah. It doesn't. Now, if you go ask him, right. do you care if this strays a little over the line? I'll take pictures of your house for you, something cool. Yeah. You're okay. Okay. But this guy in Bethel was just annoyed by his neighbor <laughs> flying his drone over, over, and over, and making his dogs go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, so, nah, man, I think you're covered. So I'll be respectful and respect people's privacy, and we'll be good. That's, you know, what what people do on their property is their business. Yeah. It's I don't want to know, okay. you know, what they're doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's you keep it public. And and we I had this talk with the newspapers, and they said, well, how can we do news? Okay, if it's public venue. And then the firemen came and said, you know, there's buildings too dangerous to run into, and we will send in a drone to take pictures to determine the safety of, of the atmosphere for our guys. Totally legal. Yeah. You know, state police surveilling, you know, something um, totally legal. You can't get within 500 yards of a prison because mm-hmm. we found people with drones were using them to ferry drugs over the wall. Yeah. You can't be near an elementary school. Makes sense. Well, that saves lives. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that's how I look at it. Yeah, for sure. That's one less guy that I have to put in jail for shooting another guy. <laughs> so... So on those social or kind of foundational family issues, you yeah. run into a lot of pushback from the eastern half of the state oh, and yeah. uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure, I mean, it's going to get even worse with the Alabama law. Well, you have New York who went on one very extreme of the abortion law right. and then Alabama now on the other. And, and Missouri um, is is in the slot right now going the same way as Alabama. Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> uh, it's just... Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see that play out because it's it has to end up at the Supreme Court. Oh, again. the Supreme Court is going to throw most of that stuff out. I think Roe v. Wade has served as a balancing point for over thirty years, and yeah. how you know it works is neither side likes it. Yeah, you know, it's just down the middle that neither one likes, but it keeps the peace. Yeah, um, Alabama, I think, just set itself up for court challenges for the next five or ten years. And if Missouri does what it's leaning towards doing, it will, too. Yeah, I think that's what they're looking at. And for someone or for someone like me, who's, you know, I'm on that side of it, um, I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see the fight. I want to I see it play out. I'm okay with that. Now, speaking of that, what is not acceptable, and this is like hot topic, Andrew, yeah, absolutely. is um, one of my colleagues— from Philadelphia, Representative Brian Sims. Oh, yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, that was not not okay. No, yelling. If, if, if your listeners are unfamiliar, Representative Sims lives close by a Planned Parenthood facility in Philadelphia, and on Holy Thursday before Easter, a mother from Montgomery County with her two daughters, a 13-year-old and a 15 Those numbers keep coming up. Yeah. 13 and 15. <laughs> right. Um, went down to quietly pray and say the rosary outside the Planned Parenthood in Philadelphia, and Brian Sims physically advanced on them yelling and screaming and um, at one point offering $100 to anybody on the street to give him the name of those two little girls on the street so he could dox them. 
Yeah. So I had to call back to Abby in Ford City, who's, you know, pretty young, and go, Abby, I don't know what doxing means. What is that? Yeah. And she goes, that's when they get their phone number and they track them down and they terrorize them on social media, and it's not nice. Right. So I've got, I'm like, you got a guy that has the same title as me. Yeah. Doing that. Crazy. Uh, huh. <laughs> the phrase is honorable gentleman. Right. You either live up to that or get the hell out. Right. Sims, I think, um, I never had a run-in with him, but I might now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't believe that. Blew uh, my mind. I was yeah. just like, how, how, how could you think that that's right? You know, that lady, the mother, Gershicht, it's like G-A-E-S-C-H-R, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know, know how, how to pronounce, pronounce it. it but, um... <laughs> She did what any parent, I think, would have done. She tried to defuse the situation and get her kids out of the way. Right. You know, but later there's a second tape where an elderly lady, probably late 70s, ballpark, just guessing, was standing off to the side in between a newspaper machine and the curb, and she also was saying a rosary, and Sims comes up behind her and starts verbally lambasting her and, and chewing her up. She's saying the rosary. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little decency here. Right. She wasn't yelling at anybody. Right. Leave yeah. her alone. Yeah. Well, Sims is going to find out what happens. Well, I, I hope it's on the floor so we can see it. <laughs> I honestly, there is a federal inference here. Yeah. When he started talking about we're going to dox these kids, he broke some laws absolutely yeah hey if if you can't count on a lawmaker being held to the law no law is really worth a hoot yeah okay well good stuff um he might accidentally be counseled <laughs> well i got a couple more um sure taxes Ugh, All, always comes up right sure um Property taxes in specific, uh, I asked every council person. They all put it on the state, which is probably rightfully so where it should be. Uh, you deal a lot with, um, I'm sure you've had more than one conversation about the property tax elimination bill and all those things going through, uh, different bills going through the House and Senate, right? I'm waiting until you're done talking. Cleaning. Keep going. <laughs> uh, I've also had someone come up to me yesterday, or not yesterday, but earlier this week, and show me for the very first time, I've never seen it before, the clean and green map in Armstrong mm -hmm. County. And over half of the county yeah. is, is under clean and green. Um, what's your view on the issue? <clears throat> How do we, as Armstrong County, get our taxes to a point where we're competitive again with Indiana and Butler when it comes to drawing new business, uh, becoming a bedroom community sure. in Pittsburgh, all those different kinds of things. How can we how can we flip that to where we're competitive again and and get some growth? Let's well first of all, I'm going way back to what you first said. Yeah. Commissioners all threw it on the state. Yes. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna know why? Well for the most part. Pennsylvania I... has never in over three hundred years ever taxed your property. Yeah. Not even once. Okay. We, Pennsylvania collects its revenues mostly through income tax, sales tax, corporate tax, fees, fines, permits. Mm -hmm. You didn't hear me say we tax your property in there. Right. We don't. 300 yeah. years never have. Right. So it begs the question, who does? Right. School districts and local governments. Right. County and borough. 
Yeah. So when those guys get up there and say the state's got to do a better job with taxes, I go, what are you doing to cut my property taxes? We don't charge them. You do. Yeah. Now, do they have a lot of options in order to do that? Yeah. Though? Okay. They could go with the countywide uh, earned income tax. They could go with the countywide state, uh, countywide sales tax. They just choose not to. Okay. So, yeah, I was going to write a letter to the commissioner that said that. And <laughs> I was going to say, so, I'm the problem with property taxes. What are you doing <laughs> to cut them? Yeah. You know, I'm serious, man. Now, in the 15 years I've been there, you haven't seen any increases in sales tax. You haven't seen any increases in income tax. And believe me, they've tried. Yeah. Um, now the big push is severance tax, which I feel would be economically devastating to our area. Our townships are pulling in more money off that than people know. And when a, a place like Rayburn or a North Buffalo can pull a hundred. 150 grand out of out of Act 89, which is the local impact fees. Okay, that's 150, 200 thousand. They don't have to tax people. Mm -hmm. So the second half of the equation is spending. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Ever seen the school district turn down more money? Nope. With 58 percent of Armstrong school district's funding coming from the Commonwealth. Yeah. And I could go chapter and verse. Freeport, 54. Blairsville, 78. Apollo, 68. These are percentages coming from the state? That's their entire operating budget expressed as a percentage received from the Commonwealth. Right. Okay. I know I'm putting 68% into Apollo and over half into, into Armstrong. What do I need to do better? Yeah. So what? Um, who who is spending the money? Are the school districts? Well, I don't think it's necessarily you, but they're talking about like property tax elimination. Mm -hmm. That would Wolf will never sign it. Yeah. So how do we? Um, that's that's the. I mean, immediately that's the yeah. hiccup. Wolf just won't sign it. So how do we? How do we get competitive? What what do, we, what do we do in the meantime? Like with clean and green, that's it's mandated by the state. We don't. The county, that's a voluntary program. The count, but the county doesn't get to decide how it's no. how it's set the, up, and the county decides who gets it. Yeah, and the state makes it possible, but the county doesn't have to give it. Okay, they choose to. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, no, you're right though. I mean, the Clean and Green is a nice program for farmers and whatnot, and frankly, for folks that are holding on to land that their families owned for a hundred years, it's just sinful to think that that we would create a scenario where that couldn't continue. Yeah. You know, Renshaw has got, when his, when my cousin Bill passes, Jason will get the farm. Right. Okay. Why, what has the state ever done for that farm? Nothing. Yeah. So why does the state expect a big payday when it changes hands from father to son? That's the part that makes me really come out and support clean and green. Yeah. Um, I can see the merits of it. It just feels like it feels like as a county, we're in this catch twenty two between all these different things. I, I don't know. It just feels like there's no way there's, to no way to get out of it. There's no, there is. I mean, there's <laughs> <clears throat> there's no one kill shot. One thing you got to have is infrastructure present. You got to have enough roadways, water, electricity, internet, and now internet. You got to have that. Yeah. If you can build areas that have access to all that affordably to tenants, then yeah. You're on to something. Um, what I don't feel 
is, is a path to success is, is creating businesses with taxpayer money to, to compete against private business. Mm-hmm. Every time the commissioners want to talk about Milton Loop's ATV trail mm-hmm. that they're developing, mm-hmm. I go, you know, we have one of those outside of Elderton on the way to Shalocta at Fraley's. We have another one on 66 south of Ford City. Why are you building government edifices to compete with private interests? That's not good economics. Okay. Um, stuff like that. I mean, what, what Armstrong brings to the table is we are a good place to live. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful here. It's fairly safe. We have our problems, but no different than anybody else. And we still care for each other to a great extent. Mm-hmm. You know? There's still a community. Yeah. 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 And, and I mean, it's cool to see your buddy at the Little League game. You Absolutely. Know, and go, hey, I remember when I played with you, you know? <laughs> and, or going to the dance recital and, oh, my God, I haven't seen you for 10 years. How you been? That kind of... You know, and I, and I see that in all the communities of the county, yeah. you know. Okay. And and that's, if you really want to know our strength, besides energy and, and health care, that is our strength. We have what Grandpa would have called salt of the earth people. Yeah. So we got to market the county in that way, um, I'm assuming, to try to draw, some, draw your, some new. Your comment about bedroom community, I think, holds a lot of merit. Yeah. Um, we are seeing developments start to come up. 28, it was realized in Buffalo Township, Butler, first. Um, and if you don't know, Buffalo is the second fastest growing township in western Pennsylvania. Cranberry is still growing. Yeah. Buffalo is second. It's okay. bigger than South Point. Um, so what are they doing different? Well, Butler didn't reassess their property since 1968. Yeah. That their day is coming because it's in the law they have to. Okay. okay. Just to keep it fair with everybody, Indiana went through it a couple of years ago. They hadn't reassessed since 1969, and it made a heck of a mess. Yeah. Over there, and a lot of people screaming unfairness. That's one thing we got to do when we do this. We have to assess fairly. We 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 don't. And this really happened over in Indiana in Blackleck Township. They assessed a cattail pond as a swimming pool. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm like, this, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not no, okay. No. Yeah, I just, um, I'm trying to think, you know, what, what would a developer, why would a developer want to build in Armstrong County when they could develop in Sarver and the taxes be, you know, 40% less? Ta- uh, property in Sarver is going to, appreciate about eight times higher yeah i mean we have cheap available land lots of it people willing to work for you yeah people willing, people willing to work with you we've got a skilled labor force mm. we've got plenty of them um i tell people you know part of the reason we're as small as we are is is we were smart a long time ago and they go what do you mean i'm like <laughs> We got a good thing going. You know, we don't we don't need you messing it up. Right. But you know, now we're starting to see the economy's taking a different shape and form, man. It's micro businesses. Yeah. You know, like kick ice cream up in West Catanning. Blows right. my mind. Those yeah. guys sell ice cream like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. You know, again, Doug Grafton Spicket House in Ford City. Little wee family operations that are slowly growing. Right. Harper's, same deal. Something that's, you know, 
that like is still accessible to the community, but is also a draw. Like those places are tourist tourist venues. Yes, they are. Like if I was a bike, if I was a biker going through, I oh. mean Harper's Grill and, and oh. those places are Great where you burger. want to go. Yeah, their, their breakfast burger is just beautiful. Everything there is beautiful. <laughs> Jake <laughs> Armstrong what, what, is killing what, what, it. Jake is killing it. You know what? His what I taught his wife Justine in, yeah. in school and. The Cornish family and my family were all old farmers way back in Manor Township, and I'll, I'll see Cornish and I'll go, "Is that one of your cows?" He goes, "Yep." I go, "Do you know which ones?" <laughs> no. They don't name them on the menu. No, 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 no. That's how you know the real farmers. <laughs> That's good stuff. Um, okay, so we really we I, I think we got to focus on our school district if we want to get our taxes down. Probably it's well. <laughs> Those guys, I, I just read, and they were all proud that they just went over $100 million budget for the first time. And I was like, you know, the easiest job in the world is spending other people's money. The hardest job is taking it off of them. Right. I think, and I'm, I mean, I, I appreciate what they did with my kids. They prepared my kids for the next step, so I can't yell at that aspect. And you know my background's in teaching. and Right. But some of the spending that goes on is... A little over the top for my liking. Okay. All right. Well, it's just I was curious to get another perspective. No, if you want to get down to the attack point, how are we going to fix this and do it quick? Yeah. We're currently working on a concept of standardizing teacher contracts into six regions throughout the state on a defined contribution basis. Okay, Armstrong, you're in Southwest PA. Okay. Average household income of all the houses in southwestern Pennsylvania is this. Yeah. This is where you're going to go forward with it. We will fund to this amount. Okay. Now, what screws that all up is city of the first class Philadelphia, man. They just have a lot. Like, for example, in Philly, we pay for their kids' lunch, breakfast, and after-school snack. Okay. Yeah. We pay for the city buses that haul the kids back and forth to home and, and school. We don't do that in a lot of places. And because it is half the state's population, their needs are greater. Sure. Does that mean I have to tolerate Philadelphia needs a new swimming pool? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything else that you're working on currently that you think uh, the residents of Armstrong County need to know about? Like something that something that you think, like, hey, this really um, affects you guys. You know what, Andrew? I've got one I'm dying to talk about, but I can't yet because it's still not zipped up. So we'll have to yet. do this again sometime? Well, give me a couple months. Okay. I, think I'll have a, I'll, I promised them I'd say nothing. Okay. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of good things going on, and, and people tend to get so negative, but this is the best time of the year. We're going into festival season. Absolutely. And and one of the, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to be a shameless hack here. Go for it. Folks, if you can hear my <laughs> voice, come down to Catanning Riverview Park June 6th for the Waves of Thunder, and we have a really cool special guest this year that I'm very, very proud of. The Traveling Vietnam Wall is coming to Riverfront Park. It's really? Big, yeah, it's, oh, it's so cool. Yeah. It is so cool. That's amazing. Um, the local VFWs and American Legions and, and a lot of social groups are, are chipping in to get it here. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it once before, and it is just a powerful how moving it is. Because you walk in there and you go from 
a bunch of crowds hanging out around the falafel or funnel cake stand, uh, you know, running around having fun. And the minute they get to that wall, it's just dead silent. Oh, yeah. I bet. You know, and it's just, it's powerful. It, I'm thinking about it. I'm getting a lump in my throat. That starts June 6th, runs through that whole weekend, waves of thunder. Okay. Catanning Riverfront Park, man, be there. Yeah, that's really cool. That's I'm going to have to check that out. pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I, I took part in one of these years ago, and then I just kind of lost track of those guys and didn't know where they went. But yeah. now it's swimming, swinging back around, and um, I'll be there. Very cool, man. Okay. Um, what is the best way for us as your constituents? How can we help you do your job it, the most effective way that you can do it. What can what can we do to help you? Um, I've always been blessed to have strong. I mean, people think I'm approachable. Yeah. I mean, I'll show you texts on my phone. They're just like you know, coming through at three a.m. Hey, there's a dog barking next door. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not in charge of dogs tonight. You know. Um, what else you got? That kind of thing. No, uh, more and more people are, are getting fond of social media. Yeah. I would tell them, go to my state representative Jeff Pyle Ford City page. That's the one that the staff monitors. So if you just aren't comfortable talking on the phone and you don't want to write a letter or don't want to email, use that site. Okay. okay? The other site, the Friends of Jeff Pyle, which is my political site. Sure. That's all about the Steelers and rock and roll, okay? <laughs> Occasionally we talk about corn dogs, but no, you, you got to have that escape. And uh, I work a lot. And, uh, you know, when midnight rolls around, I quit answering the phone. Yeah. And uh, I like to go surf around and see pictures of cats and sombreros <laughs> drinking tequila, you know? I, mean, I think that's hilarious. But um, no, the state rep, Jeff Pyle, Ford City page we we have a pretty good response time so just communicate with you is the best thing oh well i i, I will use one name because he's cool with it you know walter aguirre absolutely taco walter la taco yeah yep. love the guy man uh -huh. i mean you would ask earlier what are tomorrow's businesses going to look like talk to walter because i just, his story is so amazing to me the guy was a vet got blown up overseas spent a lot of time at walter reed came back went to iup on the montgomery pill Mm -hmm. He takes a marketing class, and the, the assignment is produce product you can take to market and show me all the steps involved. And I'm talking to him because he's a pretty good friend of mine. Yeah. And uh, he says, I didn't know how to do anything except make a taco. <laughs> and I go, okay. Well, he's from East L.A. Yeah. These are legit. And uh, I go, okay. He goes, and I had 10 bucks. And he went to Walmart, and he got one of those little tabletop charcoal grills and uh -huh. a tarp and a bunch of stuff he could use to make tacos. And he went and he set up in a parking lot behind the bars on Philly Street in Indiana. Uh -huh. And he would pick off the drinkers. Hey, taco, three bucks. Made enough money, and he saved, where he got away from the tabletop charcoal grill. And he got a real grill, and he could put it into a trailer. Now he didn't need the tarp. Yeah. And kept selling, expanding his route a little bit more, taking on more people. Um, until he could finally get the taco truck. Yeah. And I mean, I talked to him a long, 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 oh, this is a year and a half ago, and he goes, Jeff, I might have to drop out of school. And I'm, you know, I immediately go, no, nah, man, don't do that. You're so close. And yeah. he's like, I made X amount of dollars last year. And I went, 
oh, you need to drop out of school. <laughs> yeah, go get another truck. But that's where tomorrow's economy is going to be. People that can discover that niche yeah. and exploit it. Like um, the vape shop downstairs. You know, they're doing good. Who would ever thought? Um, Amanda Dingy. I don't know if you know that name. Uh-uh. Studicakers. Oh, okay. The, I know the that really, name. really cool cupcakes. Yep. Uh-huh. She was in finance. Yeah. She didn't like it. And she liked making cupcakes. And she does it really, really well. And, uh, you know, that's that's where I think the opportunity lies. Okay. Well, very cool. So I got to – we'll finish up. I've just sure. never done this before. No, we're cool. The lightning round. Oh. Can we do lightning round? Less than 10 seconds? Go. Okay. Apple or Android? Uh, Android. And Me too. Okay. Fort City or Catanning? Manorville. Manorville. Oh, man. Right in the middle. Pitt or Penn State? Penn State. Okay. West Virginia overall. Oh, that's right. I forgot Uh, about that. Did you go there? Yeah. Okay. And my kid just graduated from Penn State a couple weekends ago. Very cool. (laughs) Favorite place to eat in Armstrong County? Villa. Villa. That's been the over and over again. Pirates, over or under 500? Slightly over. Slightly over. Yeah. Okay. I'm going with like a 510, 512%. Fair enough. They had this great pitching staff, and now they're all hurt, man. <laughs> Tyon's out for 60 days. You know, Archer Archer couldn't find the plate if you threw a fork at him, you know. Yeah. They've been really up and down. It's been an interesting When Bell's year. hot, they're hot. Yeah. He's, he's rapidly becoming their team leader. But I like a lot of those guys they got in the trade for Garrett Cole. I, I like Colin Moran. I like Joe Musgrove. So you're a big Bucko fan. I, I know my Buckos. <laughs> I've right. suffered with everybody else. <laughs> Last one. Who finishes higher in the AFC North, Cleveland or Pittsburgh? Come on! It's a legitimate question. I'm from the town <laughs> with the great football team. I cheer the Pittsburgh. I, Cleveland's a bunch of pretenders, man. I mean... They can go try to buy a team and have a quarterback that's 5-3. I don't care. I don't care. It's it, This is Steelers. I mean, I know you're going to cheer for the Steelers, but I don't know. Baker Mayfield looks pretty good. Bud Dupree <laughs> is going to hand Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's going to be looking through his ear hole on about the, the first set of downs. All right. Well, well, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. I'm a Minnesota Vikings Steelers fan. Steelers are brown. <laughs> Come on, man. This is content. <laughs> All right, my friend. It's, hey, been, it's been great. Andrew, always had, good to see had you, so man. much fun with Call it. Call me anytime you like. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, getting to see Jeff. Hopefully he'll come back again someday soon. Love and, to. And we'll, uh, we'll make it happen And as the uh, as the updates come. Call me in a couple of months, and I think I'll be able to talk about what I'm cooking on. I'm very excited about that. I'm pretty excited. All right, my friend. We'll have a great day, and we'll see all of you in the next one. <laughs>